Welcome back, weirdos. This is the Randomness Podcast, hosted by none other than Marie Scary. Today's theme is going to be horror movie themes, soundtracks, and scores. We're going to talk about my five favorite ones. We're going to listen to them, talk about them, and then tell you how I feel about them. Hope you guys enjoy. Please stay tuned. Alrighty, weirdos. We are back. And the first topic we're going to talk about are horror movie theme songs. Oh, love me some horror movie theme songs and scores and soundtracks. I am a giant musical nerd. Like I've been in theater. I've done everything else. It actually was supposed to be like my calling back in college, but then, you know, life happened, dropped out, whatever. Uh, freaking love like anything that has to do with music and like emotions. Love it. I actually have a playlist that was on my iTunes, on my Spotify that is just like downloaded on every like device that I own, which are like the uh, the first three movies of the Pirates of the Caribbean franchise. Uh, they it's just their scores and their soundtracks. I love it. It like sets the tone for a really epic road trip, and that's why I usually have it. <laughs> and I've been using that for since I was in high school. Like it's the most fantastic thing in the world. But continuing on, like I love scores because they just set the tone for the entire movie. Like you could have like the worst plot in the world, but if that score and soundtrack are like right on top of it, you know for a fact you're going to keep watching it because you just feel the emotions in there. And it's one of the most like incredible things. I don't know how musicians or composers come up with these things, but it is just freaking fantastic because I have no musical like ability in my head like I can't read sheet music never have like for them to be able to come up with this stuff is just it just blows my mind and the first song we're gonna talk about is the Halloween theme song oh love it classic wouldn't go a day without it um I watch this movie every year on October 31st with no fail I love it it just sets the precedence to every like horror movie out there uh, we're going to sample it and then we're going to go more into detail about it. So here we go. Every single time I hear that theme song, shivers go down my spine and I cannot help myself and my heart starts racing and my palms start sweating and I I have no idea why. I know what's going to happen in the movie. I know exactly what's going to happen, but it still gives me like the shivers because I'm just like, oh, that theme song, this gets me every single time. John Carpenter, 
You are a genius and there's a reason why you're at the top of the horror movie food chain right now because you have got it going on. You've just set the tone for this so well. And it's so simple. It's literally a piano and a uh, counting block for the first like two minutes of it. And it's fantastic. And then once the symphony pops in with the like high pitched oh, strings, oh, this gets me even more. Ah, so continuing on, um, Halloween, love it. It sets the tone for like every movie after that, like the horror movie genre, like pop up that happened in like the like the 80s and like early 90s like this is what really set it and put it in there because it just it's just so fantastic on how it like ropes you into the story already like it just starts out the entire movie you're staring at the credit the opening credits for like four minutes and you're just like what the hell is going to happen on this show or on this movie you have no idea because like when I first watched it as like with brand new eyes as like uh, as an adult I had no idea what was going to happen like yeah I knew somebody was going to get stabbed and stuff but I honestly I didn't look into it very very much because I just wasn't very much into horror movies at those at that time I got super duper into them I didn't do any research on any of them because I wanted everything to be a super duper surprise and this one did it like when oh when Jamie Lee Curtis oh when oh when she like stabbed them in the eyeball with a hanger like that just got me I don't like things with the eyeballs and that just got me and I just love it um and the fact that like my parents grew up in the 70s and they watched this in theaters and it freaked them the hell out back in the day like my mom would not walk alone to school or home ever again after that and like she just told me like it just set the tone for them because they were so terrified of it because that's how realistic it was back in the day like back in the 70s like oh my freaking god I would not walk home alone at that point either because uh that like that would just be playing in my head like the I'm like oh Oh, it gets me every time. Um, It's one of my favorite horror movies for that reason. It's so like in tone with the 70s. And so, and it is highly realistic of back then. Like I even asked my mom um, when they would babysit, would they have their friends over? Would they have boys over? Would they be drinking? According to my mom, because, you know, she's my mom, she told me that she did not drink very much back then. But I mean, that's when I asked her before I was 21. Um, I would guess, yes, absolutely. Like I asked some of our friends when they got together, I was like, so did you guys drink in high school? And they're like, yeah. I'm like, was it a lot like uh, Halloween? They're like, oh my God, yes. But like even more so because there was other things involved, but going on like it, that they terrified that entire generation and I'm loving it. Like Michael Myers haunted that generation and it just, it still continues to haunt everybody to this day, especially with the reboots too, because it could happen. Like they made it seem like it, it it just made it seem so realistic to them and to us at this point. We're just like, there's just a merciless killer out there that has nothing else on their mind except for kill, kill, kill. Everything in sight, like animals, even children at some points because they just don't give two shits. And it's fantastic. And this, like, just the theme song just gets you, it pulls you in automatically and it's just like there. Even with the reboots, when they added like that extra bass in the background, it is one of my favorite things. I, nothing will surpass the original, but when they added that, like it just reverberates in your chest and you're just like, oh God. You're like, it even sets your like heart rate even higher because you can feel it through everything. And it's just freaking fantastic. Um, before I go on forever with this, we're going to move on to the next one. Um, I actually, uh, we're going to move on to the next one. Uh, it is one of my favorite movies of all time. It is Friday the 13th. It has the most simple, like theme songs ever. We're going to go through that one next and then we're going to go on to the next one. Here we go.
was Friday the 13th theme song. Like, oh my dear Lord. I was not expecting that when I first started watching it because I was, before I watched it, I was actually a camp counselor at one of my favorite camps. I went to uh, this camp as a kid. I came back as a counselor like 10 years or 15 years later. It was fantastic. Oh my dear Lord. So like this really set the precedence to like, uh, is this going to happen to my summer camp? Like, if I do things like this at my camp, will somebody just come and murder me? No. So, it, like, it's just a normal American camp at this point. So, uh, this really, like, just, like, the high-pitched string quartets that are in there, or, like, how many are in the orchestra, that just, like, sets it as, like, a eerie kind of, like, feel of this freaking movie. It is fantastic. I, like, I get shivers, like, just, like, my shoulders go out to my ears, and I'm just like, ugh. And then the whole like, like that part just really irks me in a way, like not in a bad way. It just like, you're like, someone's whispering over your shoulder and you know they're watching from the, from the shadows. And it's just, it just freaks me the fuck out. Like, I don't even know. Uh, but Friday the 13th, like this was the most violent movie, like gory movie ever like when I watched like the original horror movies like this one was the most gory out of all of them and I love it and the fact is is um can we just like get a little tidbit in there of uh at a very young Kevin Bacon like hello he was like the king of the 80s movies and he was just in there and then all of he just got a, an arrow to the chest and he's like bleeding out and, like that was the most gory scene I have ever seen in a horror movie and it was fantastic and it's still like that part like gets me the shivers because I'm just like gross like blood just spewing out of him and he's just dead it's one of my favorite like that is one of my favorite kills from Jason or from Jason's mom because in the the original it is his mom Uh, my favorite kills from Jason is probably this swinging sleeping bag that freaks me out like I don't like I love camping and I love everything about it but like that that kind of way of dying just it just is like it just blows my mind and it just freaks me out like nobody's allowed to touch my feet when we're in the sleeping bags like don't touch them because that's all I see is just like him swinging it back and forth back and forth and it's like don't like it rather not die that way but continuing on like Friday the 13th like theme song it just really gets you in the first like five seconds you're just like it just kind of pops in there and you're like like the high pitched string, like the high pitched strings, get you. You just know it's going to be some sort of bad happenings in this movie, and I love it. It gets straight to the point. It gets that creepy vibe going with the going, and you're just like, where in the hell is that coming from? Is it coming from the shadows? Is it coming from the actual killer? You're not really sure what's happening, and it it just sets the precedence for the entire movie because you know something bad is going to happen. You're just not sure what it is, and if these people do the the nasty, you know they're going to die. Like, that is, like, the that is like my favorite trope of horror movies. Like if you have sex as a teenager, you're going to die in, in a horror movie. Like there's no like question about it. It has to be the virgin that lives. It, it doesn't matter. Like if they never had sex, like if you have sex, you know, you're going to die. Like it, it, sex, die, sex, die. It is fantastic. It is one of my favorite tropes of horror movies <laughs> because it just, it, I think what they did, like, I don't think it was like, full on purposeful, but it like, it really scared teenagers from having sex like for, for a while, at least to me it did. Um, but that just makes me laugh because you're just like, Oh, you're going to die. Like any movie from then on, you're just like, Oh, 
well, you're going to die. And we all know that. Even Halloween had it too. Like if you have sex, you're going to die. If you drink, you're going to die. If you do drugs, oh, you definitely going to die. Like even if you look at the look at the killer like funky you know you're gonna die so that's just one of my favorite things about this one it, it just sets the precedence it just sets the, the themes for future horror movies because it's just like bam gore blood spewing everywhere people's heads getting chopped off it's just one of my favorites uh so moving on we're going to go into the next one which is actually going to be drum roll it's gonna be Candyman. dear lord this movie freaks me the hell out. I don't know why. It just does. Um, we're going to listen to the theme. Um, I Oh, it's going to haunt me. I'm really glad I'm doing this podcast during the day right now uh, because I will not be able to sleep if I listen to this tonight. So here's the theme. Uh, we're going to listen to it and then we're going to talk about it. Here we go. <laughs> movie gives me the creeps i honestly did not watch that until the halloween of 2020 i was in the middle of a horror movie like marathon with my roommate he just moved in we were just watching every movie he told me this is one of his favorite movies so we rented it off amazon dear lord i oh i cannot I cannot handle this movie i love it to i love it that much but i also hate it that much like it it, it Oh, it spoke to me on too, too many different levels. Um, I can't handle it, um, especially when he starts saying Candyman. He literally does this in the middle of the night, like when it's dead silent in our apartment and he just starts saying it. I'm just like, don't even start doing that right now. Like, I'm like, do not start with me right now because I don't know why. It's one of those few things like Bloody Mary does not bother me. And then the other ones doesn't bother me. This one just I I'm too afraid to even try it because like if you whisper that five times like I'm I'm over it I'm out I'm running away I'm not gonna I'm not even gonna chance it Candyman had that much of a hold on me and it still does to this day even when we watch the uh the newer one I like that one a lot like I liked it like everybody kind of hated it but I still liked it and the fact that it spoke to the newer generation a little bit more than the original one but like it just was one of those I can't I 
probably will never watch it again because of the fact that I can't, it just it just affected me that much. I love it because it did have that effect on me. And not many movies do. Like I you can try with all your might to try to scare me. It is almost physically impossible to try to scare me because I have like this extra sense that tells me that somebody's going to do something like spooky or like someone's going to be behind me. I don't know why I have this, but like even my friends have tried, my roommates tried, my sister and my brother both tried throughout my entire life. I don't know why, like my adult life, like it is super duper hard to scare me. But this one, like the psychological thrillers of this gets to me like so hardcore. Like I cannot listen to it. If he like whispers the word Candyman, I will freak out. I will run away. I will tell him to stop. I will be like, no, don't even start with me right now. Like he did it in the car after we got out. And I was like, don't even, don't even jinx it. Nope. Don't jinx it. Like Candyman, it just gets to you. Like it seems like a really like upbeat, like musical almost. And you're just like, do, 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 do. And then like you really get into the movie and you're like, oh, oh no. Oh no, no. This ain't the Candyman you were singing about in uh, Willy Wonka. This is not the same Candyman. This is the complete other Candyman. No, no, no. And it, it just, it spoke to me on so many different levels. Like just the movie in general, the themes, you're just like, what the fuck? I, it's just one of those things. Like I not even going to go into the politics of it, not even anything else. Like just the theme just gets to me. Like, I know this is Helen's theme, but this is the one that gets to me. I don't know why. It just, it just, ooh, it reverb, it just, it just, gets to me and like I can't even speak like in full sentences right now because it just gives me the freaks um so yeah that's Candyman that is Helen's theme from the soundtrack um Candyman if you haven't watched it I would probably watch it during the day and really really like have somebody else with you because if you don't it will freak you out like if you're like me and you don't get scared very easily this movie will most likely get to you um I always suggest it, like do watch it and then watch the second one and then watch the new one as well because honestly that one was pretty good. Like it really set it up to have a modern, a more modern way of the themes into it and I, the plot twist on it, hello. So yeah, um, Candyman, love it, hate it. Don't ever, don't say them, don't say that name five times in a row or else he will come after you. Um, that is my biggest fear right now. <laughs> so I'm gonna stop saying that name now. Um, so the next movie we're going to talk about is going to be um, A Nightmare on Elm Street. Oh, got to love Wes Craven. Nightmare on Elm Street is one of the first ones I ever watched, uh, horror movies I ever watched. Loved it to death. Uh, the the whole glove thing and the pedophile thing, not really, <laughs> but still it's very great and like a very young Johnny Depp. Hello, sir. Uh, love it. Um, I wasn't even, I wasn't even aware he was in that movie originally. Um, so we're going to listen to the theme song and then we're going to talk about it later. So here we go.
talk about 80s movies, this one sets the tone with the digitalization of music at that point, the synthesizers, everything. Like, you know for a fact this is a full-on 80s movie with Nightmare on Elm Street. Like, Freddy Krueger is coming for you. Like, 80s was 100% in swing with all the new music genres that are coming out with all, all kinds of different ways of, like, making music, especially the digitalized versions of music. Dear Lord, like, this one gets to you. You're like, damn, you know this is gonna be an 80s movie. Like, I know a lot of the younger generations are just like, eh, 90s babies, they know what I'm talking about. Like, they just listen to a theme song. They just listen to the first five seconds of a movie. They don't even need to know the title. You're like, this is from the 80s. Like, you just know straight up this is where it came from. I love Nightmare on Elm Street. Freddy Krueger is one of my favorite killers of all time. Like, he is the, he's literally your worst nightmare. Huh, funny. Um, it is, it is fantastic. Like just the way the sets it up, like, you know, something bad's going to happen. You know, it's going to be in a different dimension, which happens to be your dream dimension. And like, and that's just crazy how he just like infiltrates their dreams. Like I, I used to have nightmares as a kid, but mine were mostly like twisters and stuff. And like, that's all I'm from the Midwest. So like, that's 100% of fear, but like, it's just imagining like this really creepy, like those creepy dreams they kept having. Like, I'm just like, I my full-on imagination never ever went that far like I can't imagine having to deal with the stuff they did they dealt with like in the movie like even the actors going through the different deaths and different ways they died like I don't know how their psychological well-beings have been but like damn that was a lot like just the going through those ideas of where like Freddy came from and how he became a thing and how he became a monster in their dreams like that just that just blows my mind but like this the this just the tone the first five seconds of it going in you're like with the with that tone you're just like what the hell is gonna happen here like you know it's not gonna be in your dimension you know it's it's gonna be somewhere else you know it's gonna be in a different dimension at this point it just it just blows my mind how much they thought this through like Wes Craven like really thought the story through I just I can't imagine what was going through his head when he wrote this because this is it just it I don't even know words are hard to describe what was happening in this movie uh but the the actors the actresses were fantastic they really set the tone for it they really like put their full being into them uh young Johnny Depp hello there sir with the crop top I mean come on that is like 100% like the view of that movie like that's the one thing I remember from the movie when I first watched it mostly because I am a Johnny Depp fan but like in the bath scene like when it's just coming out of the milky water I, I did fear baths for a little bit after that like I cannot imagine like going through that like there's so many things you can fear because you know he's gonna be in your dreams like you know it and it's just it's crazy like they were so so deep like sleep deprived at that point and like I watched like the the second and the third and the fourth ones that came out it just in the same kind of sense and you're just like what the hell is happening in this universe in that dimension uh but yeah but the just like the fact that they just made like such a digital version of music at that point in the 80s was fantastic I love it it just it with like just the the synthesis synthesize I can't word I can't say the word but you know what I'm talking about and like just like the keyboard and the the guitar you know that was happening when they were making this and it was fantastic they just set the tone for the 80s and you know that kind of music just set it's like it's just an every 80s movie out there besides like the early 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 ones like in like just in the 80s like 1980 from like this movie on it was just all digital and it was fantastic it, it you just know you're watching an 80s movie and it's one of my favorite kind of genres and my favorite like 
decade of like of all time because it just has that precedence there and you know it's going to be good. Uh, so we're going to go on to the next one. Uh, the next one is going to be, uh, hold on, uh, is going to be, oh, oh, huh, huh, The Shining. Whew. There's, there's a lot to talk about this one. And uh, I know, I know for a fact um, the author does not like the movie, but the soundtrack hits and it does. Uh, so we're going to go listen to it real quick and we're going to talk about it. So here we go. <laughs> So that one really set the precedent for uh, horror movies at that point. Um, I know for a fact that the author does not like the movie. Uh, he did not like how it was portrayed. I understand that. But this, the score in general just gets you like, and it took me a moment because I haven't listened to it in a while. I watched it like fully for the first time uh, in October, uh, right around Halloween. Uh, my roommate and I watched it and I just started bawling. I can't really explain why, but I just started bawling through some of the scenes because I was just like, oh, God, they've lost their minds. And I'm like, oh, God, I'm losing my mind. It was just it was weird. Like this one is 100 percent a psychological thriller and like a thriller in general, because it will get to you if you've ever been in situations like this. It, like it was crazy. Like I was just bawling and I was like, I don't even know why I'm crying. But like it just like the sense of like you don't know why, but there's a sense of doom and like the opening credits when this thing starts like he's just driving up that mountain and this is just the tuba just the tuba going or whatever musical instrument it is and you're just like what is going on you're like it this looks it's like such a picturesque like drive up the mountain that you're just like what is happening and like why why is there such a dark theme to such a pretty place and I just I love the poeticness about that and the fact that like it just looks like it's so picturesque but it's it has this uh, uh, like deep dark like menacing theme song going on behind it and you're like what is going to happen like you know nothing good is gonna happen like it doesn't matter how far you try like how hard you try you know something bad is gonna happen and like just like the different things that happen throughout the movie I was like what is happening which is the honestly the best thing to happen because you're that's what a movie's supposed to do to you but it, like this one got to me so hard and I still have no idea why and like I 
don't think I'll ever watch it again. I think one, one and done. I'm good. I will listen to the soundtrack. I will probably read the book at some point because Stephen King is amazing. Um, because I have like seven other books by him too, but I, I will read it at some point. I'm usually an ag- advocate to uh, read the book before I watch the movie, but I wanted to see this one first and my roommate would really wanted to watch it with me. And that is the final theme song of the day. I'm super excited to be able to actually talk about this stuff with you guys. Um, I never really get to speak about this stuff because um, I kind of freak people out. And the fact that like I've never put these feelings in the words. So I'm super duper excited to finally uh, have a platform to talk about this stuff with. I have plenty of friends that love horror movies as well, but uh, they're also super busy. So maybe I'll have them on here at some point. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Let me know what you guys think. I'm on Google Podcast. Apple podcast and now in Spotify podcast as well. So please like, and subscribe to me to get the little notifications when I finally post something. Um, I don't know exactly the time frame I'm going to be posting things. I'm posting this today after I posted my first episode. So we'll see. Um, let me know what you guys think. Um, I also have an Instagram. It's D Marie scary podcast on Instagram. So if you guys want to link up with that too, feel free to and just send me a message on what you guys want me to talk about. Um, I need plenty of ideas for themes and plenty of ideas for conversations. Um, hopefully I can get some friends on here as well so we can have like full on conversations. So it's just not me talking to myself all day. Uh, so yeah, so like, and subscribe. I will see you guys later. Bye-bye.